Hi, this is Stuart Hardy, Fellow in Sports Outreach, and I'm so excited to share a new episode of our podcast with you today. You're going to hear from Ryan Gibbs. He's currently the running back coach at Highland Park High School here in the Dallas, Texas area. He's married to Laura, and they have two kids. But above that, just an incredible man of character, an incredible man of God, loves the Lord. So I cannot wait for you to hear from Ryan, so let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Coach Gibbs. Sir. You bet. So I always like to start these off with some background information. So if you don't mind, just tell me a little bit about yourself, um, where you grew up, your family growing up, and even a little bit about your family today. Sure. I grew up in Abilene, Texas. Um, Graduated from Abilene Cooper High School. Played football for Randy Allen. Um, Graduated in 1999. And, um, you know, after that I went to to college, uh, played baseball. So uh, that's kind of what what took me to college was my baseball career and uh went the junior college route for a couple of years and uh ended back home uh at Hardin Simmons I graduated from Hardin Simmons played baseball there that's where I met my wife Laura um and she played soccer at Hardin Simmons and so we were you know both playing uh sports and kind of met there uh so we then moved to uh, Cleburne, Texas, which is where she's from, and um, uh, I got a job at Godley High School. Um, was there for two years, or actually, I was at the middle school. Sorry, I was at the middle school for two years there, and um, learned a lot there. And uh, so, while we were living there, we had our first uh, child, which is Branson. Uh, he currently is. 12 years old, started seventh grade um, on Monday, so that was kind of a big milestone for us. And then Addison, who is uh, seven, she's uh, starting second grade. So awesome! Yep. So you mentioned playing for Coach Allen at, while he was at uh, Abilene Cooper. So mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> jump ahead a little bit from the questions I sent you, but. Sure. Um, you know, Coach Allen was a previous guest on the podcast, so you know, talk about what it's like playing for Coach Allen. I mean, I, I refer to him. I'm from Alabama, mm-hmm. so I tell people um, that ask me about him, I, I, I refer to him as the Bear Brown of high school football. <laughs> so, you know, what is it like playing for a guy like that? And now, fast forward, you're you're coaching under him and have been for a number of years here at Highland Park. So, talk about just the influence of Coach Allen on your life. Sure, absolutely. Coach Allen always had a, a presence, and, and even you know when I played for him, he, we just knew that we c- could count on him to one show us how to play football, but you know two how to be good men, mm-hmm. and um, you know learn from an early age. You know he introduced us to FCA, and of course that was pretty you know a little bit easier to do back then, and um, but uh, you know still something he does today, and it's. Um, I learned so much from him about how to do things right um, with 100% effort all the time, and it's just something he's instilled as he's got, you know, he's gotten here. Uh, but you know, I was I was talking to Coach Allen, I guess a couple of years ago, and just and the impact he had on me, I'll never forget. You know, I was going to quit going into my senior year and just be a kicker. I was a wide receiver, and. Um, and he came out and got me off the baseball field. And I was, you know, I was telling him that he just he didn't remember it, but it was a big moment in my life. And you know, I'm, I ended up playing my senior year, and it was a you know a big thing because it taught me a lot. And um, I'm always thankful for him for that. So, and of course, you know, now I'm coaching football for him. So, 
And you've been coaching for him for 12 years? 12 years, yes. I started um, at the middle school. I coached uh, eight years at the middle school. I was the uh, athletic coordinator at the middle school for four years and um, really thought that's my, that might be where I stayed. Hmm. Um, I loved it. I loved working with middle school kids. And, um, but there was always that part of me that, you know, wanted to see what high school was like and um, kind of the ambitious side of, of, you know, what we do. And, um, you know, there was a few years ago, uh, actually this is my fourth year, uh, coaching varsity football, so it's been a good three years. Um, but uh, you know, the opportunity came to to take this position, and, and I was really nervous about it. You know, it was, it was a big step because I was comfortable where I was at, mm-hmm. and you know, my wife and I prayed about it a lot, and you know, it, it was a it was a big decision. I'm very thankful now. I've learned a lot <laughs> in these past three years. It's it's been challenging and fun, but uh, yeah, it's. It's been a good 12 years at Highland Park. Not just, I mean, Highland Park, I, I can imagine there's a lot of pressure um, just because of the success yep. um, and the, the expectations to win. So talk about coaching at a place like Highland Park where success is about the only option. <laughs> and then just pressure in general coaching in Texas, Texas high school football. Right. I, I think that the hardest thing here is that we have been so successful as to is to not get complacent mm. and um, not fall into that trap of you know it's just this you know same old hat and um, because it is a special time you know every every year every year's different every all the kids are different it's it's always special so that you know the pressure is 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 a lot but uh, the kids make it so fun they're such great kids here and they they you know, they listen to you. They want to please you. They they expect excellence, and mm. um, you know they just work so hard at their goal. And um, you know that's what you know. The pressure is there, but the, the you know the being prepared and the you know the kids just working so hard. That's what makes it easier. And a question I'm asked this since you've been here 12 years. You're the fourth person from Highland Park that I've interviewed, um, which has been exciting. I've learned a lot but also kind of rare um, for high school football staffs for to be together that long outside of head coach, offensive, defensive coordinator. So what what is it about the culture on the coaching staff that keeps people here? Um, I, I think it's that we all just get along. Mm. You know, we have a great time together. And a, a perfect example is every spring after football season, um, we start meeting for morning basketball. We start playing basketball together as a staff. And mm. We started this several years ago. Um, former coach of ours, uh, Coach Corey, um, who's now in, in, in Georgia, but uh, he was like, hey, why don't we play basketball? So we, we started doing it. Of course, you know, I, I wouldn't call it good basketball. It's, it's, old, <laughs> it's, it's old man basketball, but, you know, we play full court, you know, uh, competitive and and, uh, you know, after we get done, we sit around and we talk. We talk about life. We talk about mm. sports. We talk about football. So, and I think, you know, that part of it, uh, the other part of it is just what Coach Allen has, you know, put together here. Um, he looks for good men of character uh, when, when he's interviewing and when he's looking for people and uh, kind of like-mindedness. And, 
you know, men of faith, and uh, you know, we we have a coaches outreach Bible study that we do, and um, you, you know, guys go to coaches outreach uh, together. So, you know, that part of it, it it's it's like a family, and um, you know, the hard part of it is um, all of us live so far away yeah. from each other, um, but when we're here, it's like. You know, you're you're with your brothers, and I think that's the the thing that kind of you know is special about this place. And 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 even after people leave, you know, just you know, we we still keep in touch with those guys. It's it's just a good place. Because I can tell you from you know people the outside looking in to a place like Highland Park, it's kind of viewed kind of like the Patriots, the Yankees, Alabama. Nobody likes them, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's not that I had that same perception, but I didn't have – I didn't know what to expect until I started. It started with uh, Stephen Bird and then talking to Tristan Weber, Bobby Leitner, and then sitting down with Coach Allen. Um, it just has blown me away. And I tell anybody that will listen to me now that, um, you know, you gotta, you got to start following Highland Park because it's outside of football just because of the culture, you right. know, because you don't see – I just – to me it's just rare. But it's an encouragement right. to know that there's a lot of good men pouring into young men. And to me, it's a hope for the future, especially when you see guys staying together like this, putting career goals second to a culture. Right. You know, because a lot of guys move around mm-hmm. every year, every other year. So um, since you've been here for so long, uh, you guys have had a lot of, a lot of athletes come through here. Um, and I'm talking just athletic ability, not... Um, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of high character guys, but is there an athlete or two that just really stands out to you that you've coached here just from pure athletics? Yeah, well, there's several. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, I've been very fortunate uh, last three years to coach some very special uh, running backs and some very special kickers. Um, and I coach kickers as well, um, but you know. Paxton Alexander comes to mind immediately. Uh, you're talking about a guy that, you know, in 2016, he he was kind of third on the depth chart, depth chart behind a couple of seniors, and those seniors did a great job of leading the way, and uh, that was Jack um, and uh, Jacob Urbanzik. You know, they just, you know, they led the way, but, you know, Paxton was just kind of sitting there waiting his time, you know, and um, he came in when those two guys got got hurt and, mm. and you know, was amazing in 2016. And in 2017, it was it was his job. And it was a lot of pressure on him, you know, because he, he had had all that success at the end of the year to come back into the year with all this expectation. And he just ran with it. And you want to talk about the guy that just worked hard. I mean, never took reps off, you know, in practice. If we were running a simple bag drill, it was like, you know, he was, he was getting after it. You know, and just... He never took reps off, and um, you know, he, the, I think the last three weeks he had a hurt ankle, couldn't practice. I mean, it was swollen up. He was on, came in the, I guess after the Lakers game was on crutches, and um, you know he'd suit up for the game and just ball out, and mm. it was it was uh, pretty special to see just that, you know, that grit, you know, and the heart that he had. Um, the other guy's a guy named uh, Davin Robinson, and. Davin is uh, he was like fourth or fifth string in 2017 and you know from the other side he was a guy that worked hard you know just loved football and um, 
you know, was a good running back and, and would have played for a lot of teams. Um, but he, he never complained. He always just encouraged his teammates. Wow. Loved football so much. He's at Hardin Simmons now playing football. So I guess I didn't, you know, make it too bad on him. He still loves the game. <laughs> so that's a, that's a positive thing. I'm proud of that. But um, just love him and see, you know, to see his passion and, um, you know, there's just two guys, but there, there's a bunch. And, oh, absolutely. What about an athlete that you've just seen? You've seen God use you in their life. You know, I, I've been trying to think about there. There's so many, especially when I was at the middle school. Mm-hmm. I was in charge of the FCA there at the middle school, which um, was a really neat honor. It's the oldest middle school FCA in the nation. And whoa, yeah, which was which was a pretty. <laughs> and, you know, when I got the job and and. Um, you know, in 2007, Coach Allen, or 2008, Coach Allen told me that he wanted me to lead FCA, and I kind of looked at him like, okay, that's, you know, I remember at the time thinking, I've never done that before, you know, I was nervous about it, um, but, you know, at the same time, I had kind of, you know, uh, heard a little history about it, so I was honored. Had so many kids throughout there, you know, those years at the middle school, just, um, uh, that that hopefully just by the way I lived I was able to impact them I, I don't know I hope I hope that's the case I know that they taught me a lot mm-hmm. you know? um, I think that's you know one of the things that that we miss sometimes is how much they teach us um, um, that uh, you know that gets lost but I, it, it, I can't really pinpoint one uh, you know specific there there, there might be one that comes to mind. I won't mention mention his name, but um, you know, there was a time where he was struggling in middle school, and um, you know, I just you know called him in several times and and talked to him through some tough situations at home, and um, you know, asked him about his walk and everything, and and that seemed to uh, spark something. I hope you know that's that's always the uh, you know the goal, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a very humbling um, experience, the FCA, especially at the middle school, when it's you know so hard to <laughs> keep middle schoolers engaged. Well, and as a parent, I've talked to coaches and several different guys on staff of the FCA about this. That you know the high school FCAs are, are powerful, but the middle school FCAs have the potential to really, really have a big impact because you're getting young boys, girls, young men, young women, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, getting a hold of them and then sending them to high school. You know, a lot of times, you know, they don't they don't hear of FCA until they get to high school. And this isn't a put down of FCA, but it's just, it's, it's so big at the high school level. But I have a huge heart, I think probably because I'm a dad of one that just came out of middle school and two in middle school, mm-hmm. that um, you get a hold of a kid's heart in middle school, you can change the world. Um, not that you can in high school, but I just feel like you get a 12, 13, or 14-year-old on fire. They're leaders by the time they get to high school. So I had no idea that's the oldest one in the nation. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> That's a piece of trivia that I'm going to hold close now. <laughs> yes. I'm going to quiz some FCA staff members now. <laughs> Can you tell me the oldest middle school FCA in the country and see how many know it? That's awesome. So um, you mentioned you're married and, and two kids. Mm-hmm. Kids are 12 and 7, so that's a lot going on. You know, we talked before, you know, we hit record that you live in Forney, so if you're outside of the Dallas area, that's not a short commute right. from Forney in, in, in the Highland Park. So um, how, how do you balance the demands of your career 
I mean, being an assistant football coach at a large high school program is is a lot. So how do you balance that with being a husband um, and a dad? Well, yeah, first of all, you know, I got an amazing wife, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and she she comes to all the games and she loves football. Um, Sometimes I think she has better vision of the field than I do, which is, you know, <laughs> she listens to this. You know, I, I guess I can't deny it. But, you know, she she loves it and she supports me, and I, and I think that's where it starts. Um, but uh, it, it, it's tough, it, it's, it's t- especially since I spend, it seems like, a lot of time uh, in commute. And, um, you know, there's times, there's been times during football season when I get home and I get maybe an hour with the kids. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're getting a little bit older so they can stay up a little bit later, which is nice, so I can see them a little bit longer. Um, but that has been a challenge. And, um, you know, I think, you know, when I started this journey so many years ago, uh, Laura and I talked about it and we talked through it. And we, you know, especially when we decided to move up to the high school, you know, that I told her kind of the demands and everything. And, you know, I, I knew going into it, I didn't want to do it without, without her, you yeah. know, if she, if she wasn't on board, I wasn't going to be on It wouldn't board. go well. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't go well. Yeah. So I think we did a good job of talking through that and not to say that there's not times where she kind of looks at me and goes, really? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, that, I think, uh, just trying to be intentional, um, with your time, and, and that's that's difficult because you are tired, you know, when you get home, especially after dealing with Dallas traffic. Um, you know, that definitely uh, tests my patience um, from day to day. But uh, when I get home, I try to be intentional. I, um, I know the first thing I do when I walk through the doors is go straight to her. I usually kiss her on the head because she's usually sitting waiting for me. Or mm-hmm. um, then I go to the kids and I hug the kids and everything. And um, you know that's I think I hope has been good for us I think it has uh, but it you know it does there's there's times where it's just it is tough but uh, I hope that answered your question no it does yeah because I mean the intentional thing is important that's what a, I asked that question to, to a lot of coaches um, because I, I think it encourages other coaches that are listening um, but also for those of us not in coaching, um, I've gained a lot by hearing the answers because um, I'll be the first to say I'm not the best when I get home, you know, of whether it's blocking out the distractions and giving my wife and kids the attention they deserve because I am tired, you know, and by the just our selfish nature as humans, you know, I'm coming, I'm tired, I've had a long day, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to listen to anybody else's. I don't, want, I don't want to hear about them or what are we having for supper? I don't like this or take me here, take me there. I want to sit down and put my feet up. But um, I go back to, I think it was actually one of your coworkers here, Tristan Weber, on, on when I recorded the episode with him. And I go back to, I go back and read a lot of the notes, but um, he just kept talking about, you know, be where your feet are. If your feet are mm-hmm. inside the house, be there. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I can hear him saying that. On the, we recorded on the phone. I can hear him saying it, you know, over and over again. Just in times in my life since since I've heard that. I've always heard that before, right. but it's just the way. I don't know what what it is. It's just the way it was said that it's just really um, convicting to me. So no, that definitely makes sense. Um, question about. 
coaching, coaching philosophy. I mean, just in the last month or so, I think it started with some social media posts about Last Chance You, that show mm-hmm. about football coaches feeling the need, quote-unquote, to tear down players and use a lot of profanity. Um, I think one coach was quoted as saying, well, all coaches do it. They just don't all have a camera on them, right? Um, but so let me ask you, you know, especially as a believer, as a follower of Christ, how do you approach coaching kids and balance the demand of winning and we you know with building up players because you know with the pressure to win you know it is you're coaching teenagers you know don't always don't always make the best decisions and always always listen so how do you how do you balance balance that with um, you know correcting versus degrading in a culture that is degrading you know, I've thought about this so many times and, and, you know, what's driven me as a coach or, you know, how I've modeled what I do. I, and it really, it all stems from, you know, who my mentors were. Mm. Um, you know, Coach Allen, uh, you're just never going to hear him do that. It, it, it's not who he is. Um, now, he's going to be stern with you. And right. he's going to get on to you when you're not doing what you're, you're, you're supposed to. Um, but... You know, it's not it's not a, in a demeaning way. You right. know what I'm saying it's it, it's it's firm, but it's it's also comes from a, you know, this is the expectation, and and you can do it. Um, the other the other one is John Harrison from Abilene Cooper. Um, he was my wide receiver coach. Uh, he's a man that I really looked up to. He's one of the big reasons why I became a coach. Hmm. He's a very soft spoken man, and you know he would always kind of joke with you, and and um, you know he always kind of took an interest in you um and i think that's the main thing is so when you're thinking about you know you're thinking back to what it was like to be a player and what it was like with your coaches and Mm -hmm. how they you know um interacted with you i i remember coach harrison not because he you know ripped me or you know got on to me it's because i knew he was a good man and you know his approach impacted me he, he's the, the kind that I remember and so that is is what I try to portray um, and but I've I've had some you know I had some coaches that that would you know jump all over me like that and it and it didn't um, it didn't always go over well so you know me personally my personality did never fit that uh, I think um, you just never know what that kid's going through too mm. and, and that's that's the thing, especially in middle school, uh, and and I just really and I try to tell all young coaches go coach in the middle school first. It teaches you so much about one patience. Uh, two, it teaches you how to be a coach. Yeah. Um, because really, at the high school, we're just trying to keep it running. You know, at the middle school, you know, you know, we're tweaking things at the high school, but at the middle school, you're teaching the basics. Your 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 job is so important. So if you know. If, if I get one thing out of this, you know, hopefully if, from the coaching standpoint, you know, just just know that your job is important, you know, with those young guys. Well, not only that, at the middle school level, there's so many emotional, yes. social, physical, developmental things that are going Correct. on. Yes. That, <laughs> I mean, high school has it, but middle school, that 12 to 14 age. Amplified. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. And, and, and just – one just get to know your kids mm-hmm. get to know how they respond and 
you know, some of them you may have to be a little bit firmer with it, and, and we have those here. For the most part, you know, if you just pull them aside and you talk to them, you know, they, you know, they're just like anybody else. They want they want to hear positive reinforcement more mm-hmm. than they want to hear negative reinforcement. If you're constantly doing negative reinforcement, you know, when you finally do give them something positive, it's not going to have the impact that it should. Mm. That's good. Um, I just, I just, I don't know why I got very intrigued by that story when I saw it about a month ago. Yeah. Um, and the and the different responses, and I think Tony Dungy responded, um, obviously refuting that, and it sparked a whole Twitter discussion. Um, and it was kind of fun to see all these coaches chiming in, going, "No, it's not like that. It's not mm-hmm. like that." But I think. Again, from the outside looking in, people have this perception of coaches being degrading and cussing all the time, and so it's nice to to see that that's not always the case. Another cult question related to culture, um, without going um, political, but culture is divided, whether it's politics, race, socioeconomics, um, religion. There's a lot of different things, but it seems like sports is one of the few things actually across the world, not just the United States, that can bring people together, you know, and kind of help tear down those walls. So in your experience, whether it's playing or coaching, how have you seen walls torn down through sports? Yeah, I think so. Uh, You know, here specifically, um, this is a very unique place. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many different um, dynamics. But I think, um, you know, having a good – culture of um being one mm-hmm. you know we talk about that all the time it's 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 not about me it's about the team um and and it's not you know you hear that all the time but this you know anytime you hear our captains talk like that's that's one of the first things they talk about is it's it's we it's not me and um you know i think these guys just have such a, uh, a bond and, and, you know, any of the guys that come back and talk, we had a couple of talk today, a um, couple of seniors from last year talk, and they're talking about, uh, you know, how quickly it goes by mm. um, and that, you know, it's one of the one times in their lives that they've had this bond with these, this brotherhood um, and, and football did that for them. And, um, you know, it's, it is a very unique thing with sports. It's like if if you don't work together, you know, especially in football, it doesn't matter if you know you're the best athlete on the field. You run if the if the right guard doesn't pick up his block, you're not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. It takes eleven, and 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 that's that's why I love football so much. Is it takes so many moving parts working together. It creates this team thing um, that. Uh, it just brings everybody together, and I, I think that's why you see that so often. Um, and 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 it is just, it's a unique thing. It's a beautiful picture of what the church should operate like, right? <laughs> Absolutely, know? big C. Yes, you know the church across the world. Right, one common goal <laughs> instead of being divided. Yes, sir. So a lot of our listeners um, are student athletes and coaches. Um, you know, in athletics is a platform. I mean, there's no argument against that. It is a platform. Now it can be used for good or bad, but what advice would you offer a student athlete or a coach that is a believer 
and wants to better utilize the platform that they have through athletics? Um, I, I think the biggest thing is sometimes we get so wrapped up on wins and losses mm. um, that we forget why we're really doing this. Um, and don't get me wrong, I, I like winning. I, I really do. And that's oh, yeah, absolutely. I stay here. I'm oh, yeah, sorry. absolutely. Um, but this is such a short time in a kid's life. And just like those guys are talking about, how quickly it goes by. Um, if we're not, you know, one, I, I keep using that word. If we're not intentional with getting to know the kids, mm-hmm. getting to know who they are, um, you're not going to be able to impact them. Mm. Um, and yeah, you know, you, you need to live your life out, and they can see that through example. But if you invest the time in relationships, and it's not just re- you know relationships with uh, you know the top dog, you know the relationship that you really need may need to grow is that fifth string, mm. sixth string guy that never gets to play. That's you know having some issues at home, and and those are the things you know. Um, that you have to really look for and being, you know, find out who they are. And, you know, that's what makes this profession so fun and so um, rewarding is that, you know, you get to learn about so many different um, kids and see them grow. Um, you know, you know I, I'm in a unique situation where I get to see my kids come up from fifth, fifth grade all the way up through 12th grade. And, um, you know, see their growth. I've seen uh, kids really struggle through certain paths and then overcome things. So, um, you know, you just never know that, you know, what what's going on in your life right now? You know, what, um, you know, how are things at home? You know, just little things like that. Well, you know, that could be, you never know what that's going to spark. And I think that just in, Intention, you know, being intentional about getting to know them, I think that, that would be the biggest thing I would, you know, tell guys to, to really look for it instead of just, you know, it's more than football. Hmm. It's so much more than football. Yeah. I mean, wins and losses are important. That's Absolutely. what pays your bills. Yes, sir. Pretty much. Because <laughs> um, if you start going 0 and 12 or yeah. whatever for a few yeah. years. But I think when you create a culture of, team and investing in relationships you know wins and losses come you know and it kind of solidifies that platform this is a fun question i love to ask because i go back and and uh look over this one and i've I've been encouraged a lot since i started asking this one um it has to do with maybe a, a favorite scripture some people have a life verse or or maybe is there one that god has shown you recently that you'd share and encourage us yeah and course you know there's so many different ones you think of and um the one that that i always think about because my my life has had these steps and there were so many times where i thought i'm not sure where i'm going right now um that you know proverbs uh three five through six say you know trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and and uh, he will make your path straight and and that one just it always spoke to me because uh, there was, there's just been so many times, like I said, where I wasn't sure what to do. And um, it, it took prayer um, uh, and just asking for guidance. And um, 
and uh, and it, he always seemed to put me in the right place, even though at the time I might not have thought, like I'm not really sure about that. I and mean, just going back to the FCA thing, like I was like, I, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I I uh, I was nervous about that. It wasn't really my personality. I was more of a, you know, just kind of. Uh, go with the flow mm-hmm. at the time but um, I'm so thankful now looking back because I had to really kind of step out of my comfort zone um, which is it's kind of funny you know anytime you start getting comfortable um, life kind of has a way of putting you in those moments so um, you know that that that's the biggest one uh, every time I hear that one it just always kind of focuses me back up that's good. I've got a, a, a guy, a friend, a coach down in, outside of Waco I've met, and um, he created a T-shirt that says, Trust the Process. You hear that a lot in sports. Yeah. But on the sleeve, it has the text of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And he's like, you know, he explained it. That is the process. Yeah. Trusting God, not your own plans. You know, we hear, you know, like I said, in sports all the time is the process, the process. And But um, I just thought it was kind of cool that he took, played off of that and tied in that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I love I love wearing it because people go, trust the process, and they think <laughs> it's just related to some team. Right. And, and I yeah. point to the to the scripture on the sleeve like, oh, okay, the real process. Mm-hmm. Last question. Um, you hear the two words all in a lot in sports. We know what it means. Um, but also, you know, being a follower of Christ, Jesus says we got to deny ourselves. So be selfless if we're going to follow him. So what does it look like in a practical sense, Ryan, in your daily walk with Christ to be all in? Um, you know, I, I read this question and I thought, wow, that's a, that's a pretty big question. Right? You, know, <laughs> um, you know, I really just think you, you, t- you try to live in a way that honors him. Um, you know, be an example for others. Uh, and I know that's you know that's kind of one of those easy things to say but it's so true um and the other thing is just living each moment like you're going to see him at any second and um because you know that's the hope right you know that we we see him soon and this this light you know where we're living is, is such a brief moment um you know, at, at any moment, it, it could be the time, and that, you know, just trying to live like it might be here. You know, That's it could good. Be here at any second. That's a good reminder. You know, I think I would probably there's days and moments and days that would probably be a little different if I lived with that perspective that I'm about to see Jesus face to face. You know, it would change. Maybe some choices I make, some things I say or think or do. Yeah. Uh, that's good. That's a good reminder. Well, hey, I know um, as we're recording this, y'all start school tomorrow morning, yes. heavy in football. So I appreciate you taking taking some time to, to to share your story. I know I've been encouraged. I know it encouraged a lot of other people. So I appreciate it. Thank you. First, thank you to Ryan for taking time to sit down and talk to us and share his heart, share his story, share his passion for coaching and sharing Jesus through coaching. I hope you were encouraged as well. Just a couple of things from my notes as I, as I sit down and look through them, um, kind of recap this. I, I really liked his encouragement to student athletes and coaches, but it really applies 
to everybody, no matter where you are in life, what career you're in, what stage of life. He, he said to not focus on wins and losses, to remember why you're doing what you're doing. And that could be even in, in the business world, not focusing so much on the numbers, on the, the sales, on, the, on the, the overall success, but focusing on why God has you there. And that goes to the last thing he said in this, when he answered that question was invest in relationships. That's why we're there. God has you where you are today for a purpose. And we can invest in relationships, not just with the superstars, not, not just with those that, that always succeed, but with the entire team around you. As that translates into opportunities for the spiritual conversations, opportunities to talk about Jesus for less focused on the wins and losses, we're more likely to build those relationships and we're more likely to have the opportunity to share the gospel with everybody because we're going to live in a way that honors Him. Because we're there. I'm where I am. You're where you are for a purpose. And we need to, to know that purpose. And, and overall, that purpose is to love God and to love others and to, to talk about Him, to, to share Him with others. And it goes straight into the last question Ryan and I talked about was what does it mean to be all in in your walk with Christ? He talked about to live in a way every moment that honors Him. And that answer really challenged me to look in the mirror every day and ask the question, did I live in a way that honored Jesus? That's my desire, but it's not always how I live every day. And it's really convicted me and really challenged me because that's going to be a good example to others. It's going to point people to Him and it's going to open the door again to share the gospel. So thank you for listening. Thank you again to Ryan. I would ask you to share this episode. I know there's a family member or a friend that could be encouraged by Ryan, so I would ask you to hit the share button, send it to them, encourage them to listen. Also, if you're not a subscriber... Whatever podcast platform you utilize, click the subscribe button. There's over 100 previous episodes to go back and listen to and be encouraged. And and I got to tell you, I'm so excited about what God's doing and the episodes to come. So you're not going to miss what's what's coming. Um, If you want to find out more about us or to interact with us, I'd I'd ask you to go to our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org, or Go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and just type in All In Sports Outreach, and you can interact with us. You can find out who we are, why we do what we do, opportunities to pray, serve, and give. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your encouragement.